great host, you say? All Isengard is emptied. How many? Ten thousand strong, at least. Ten thousand? It's an army bred for a single purpose. To destroy the world of men. They will be here by nightfall! Let them come. And listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. (laughs) Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. Crew. Distinctions. Scanning for the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, 2002. Prepare to rewind in three, two, Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 137, where there are Wait. links to contact Pause. Us. Time out. Alice just said 2002. This came out when on 2002? Because we do fi- movies that are 15 years and older. In December. Like so December. it's not... Perfectly, 18th. it's not perfectly. As the recording <laughs> of this is not 15 years, but it will be. So I'm sorry. Out. Thanks for coming, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Master Interrupter. This will be coming yeah. out Christmas Day. So Merry oh, Christmas, it's everyone! After the 18th. Merry oh, Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas. Hopefully, oh. you got some. Either you were able to give some awesome gifts, or you got some awesome gifts. Um, but we're apparently so all of my gifts are going to be handmade. Happy, some of <laughs> mine nice. will be handmade too. Uh, <laughs> so, but we're very happy that you're listening to us. Maybe you're traveling, whatnot. We'll get to that later, though. Can I finish my intro now, Paul? I will allow it. Great. Uh, 137, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. There is also a Patreon link if you would like to be one of our awesome patrons helping fund the show alongside. Brian Keating, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, Patrick Hicks, Diego Avila, The Feel and Film Podcast, Peter Guzman, and a secret patron as well. Thank you all so much for your help, for keeping the one ring at bay. You're fighting the good fight, and we appreciate it. My name is Francisco. Keeping the one ring at bay? Yeah. You mean away from Sauron? Yes. Is that what you mean? Sorry, go ahead. Whatever. That just slowed it right down to a crashing halt, so... Picking up. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and I predicted that The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, would be a classic movie. Now, before we introduce our guest, here's your Francisco's boop, 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 flash announcement. If you want to watch or and interact with us live while we record the podcast, you can do that now. Uh, by like right now? F- like right now or wow. later, since if you're listening to this in podcast form, we're we're not recording it right now. <laughs> Everything that happens now is happening now. Um, or later. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Go back to that. When? <laughs> Space balls aside, you can, you can interact and watch us live uh, by following us on twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod. You can watch us get set up during and during the social media section. We will share your live memories so come and watch as paul tries to make me laugh in the middle of recording with his crazy phone pictures all by following us on twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod that's the end of your francisco's boop 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 flash announcement now (laughs) 
Did you say poop poop announcement? <laughs> now I'd like to welcome to the show as always my good friend and co-host Paul, the master interrupter powers. Hi, Paul. Hi, Francesco. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice to be here tonight. <laughs> Paul, my trivial question for you is this. As the orcs have black blood, it was only yes. natural that the inside of their mouths should not be pink, but black as well. That's to, right. To achieve, to achieve this, the orc actors had to swill a licorice-based mouthwash prior to each of their scenes. Yeah, which doesn't make sense because we all know the best licorice is red, not black. Mm, no. Paul... <laughs> 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 totally threw me as you want to do. What is your what is the grossest thing you have ever had to drink? Okay, so uh youth story group time. Games. Here we go. Yes. It's what uh, it's different people call it uh different things. Some people some groups call it the happy shake, some people we called it the iron gut. And basically you threw different things in a blender, mixed it up and uh Basically, whoever can stomach it the most wins. So, like, drink the most of it, essentially, or keep it in there, not throw it up the longest. Basically, everybody gets a cup, and whoever drinks like downs most of the cup the fastest wins. Uh, And as the the host, I would do like a little sample, a little sip before each game. Oh wow! And so there we did. And there's different things. Uh, Some you can do like a whole Happy Meal. Like, you know, burgers, fries, sure, everything yeah. together. There's different themes, like a Thanksgiving one or a Christmas one. Um, I think there was one that was probably the worst that I had, and I wish I could remember what was in it, but it, we called, we had ones of different colors, and there were different color foods in it. And everything is all edible, of course, but the one that tasted the gross was all white stuff. Oh. And it was onions, and I don't remember what, but mayonnaise. for some reason, probably oh, mayonnaise, gosh. whatever it was. So, yeah, it's basically, it's designed to be gross. So, Well, that Hard sounds yeah. successful, that it's yep. gross. Great. Disgusting. Well, thanks, Paul. And what was your prediction? Oh, I, yeah, what was your prediction for, I'll just say the two towers from here on out. Okay, two towers classic classic from paul all right now we'd like to welcome back to the show my lovely wife our securities officer christy ruiz hi christy hello <laughs> love that governor uh christy here's your trivial question yes on the i mean no i mean see on the wall of helm's deep during the battle a one-eyed warrior turns to the camera re- revealing his scarred empty socket originally Great. Originally, this extra showed up to set wearing an eye patch. Director Pierre Jackson politely asked to see what was under the patch and then inquired if the performer would appear in the film sans eye patch. He was reluctant at first and quite self-conscious, but afterwards said that the experience had made him more comfortable with his condition. Christy, knowing a bit about you, if I remember correctly, you took drama uh, classes in college. Yes. Did that experience make you feel more comfortable about any part of yourself? Mm. It added more drama to my life. It did. <laughs> Actually, funny thing. Yeah, I probably did. It, I, what I remember from myself, uh, from myself? Nope. About myself would be the correct way to say that. In high school was a lot of insecurity, and I, I could get very, as teenagers can, I could get very like hyper or ramped up, but I remember 
getting really super embarrassed over everything and being a wallflower and mm-hmm. not really like a, assertive or anything like that. And I think it was drama in college that I feel like my drama teacher handed me a key and said, go through this door. And I opened the door and oh, oh, I found cool. s- sort of freedom in expression, creative expression. It was, there was, it also pulled out a lot of it, my insecurities, but they're mm-hmm. working through it. There was me working through it. I feel like my director at the college um, was really pivotal in helping me unlock my more expressive, creative, the self I know now, the mm-hmm. the version that I really enjoy now, and the mm-hmm. um, and as I've gotten older, going back for the um, twenty five year anniversary of the program, um, realizing that I've made it. I made a uh, the twenty fifteen years twenty years I don't I don't I can't do that math the years in between college and not college <laughs> has <laughs> so parenting and marriage and all of that means that I have more confidence I don't care as much I still cared a little bit but I didn't I didn't care as much about making a fool out of myself so God I don't remember what your question was though that's fine no. I think that covers all it. that to say is I love drama. <laughs> In summary. Uh, in summary. Oh, great. No. <laughs> Tristy, thank you for it did help. That. And what was your prediction for the two towers? Oh, tragic. Tragic, really? I'm just kidding. Oh. Classic. <laughs> I was like, wow, I mean, that's what kind, kind of, of movies ball, named okay. two towers hmm. in which I didn't even see two towers. Anyway, you, go ahead. You didn't see two towers in this movie? Were you not watching yeah. this movie? I saw one. There are two. There's Isengard and Barak Durr. Which what I'm the heck is a bark It's, it's Saren's tower. Oh, with the, the big eye? eye? Yeah. Um, that's not a tower. That's a big eye. Oh, my God. oh, I see you. Paul, you know who doesn't have any eyes? Isengard? No, Alice. She doesn't because she's a computer program. Would you please give her and input the course for this episode so that she and we know what we're going to do Whee! today? <laughs> <laughs> That sounded good enough to me. Let's go. Okay, Alice, let's have a roundtable discussion on uh, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, including what we liked and disliked, especially what we liked most and didn't like most, because, hey, that's important. And then we'll come back for our final rating, and I don't know about some feedback, but definitely some announcements. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Sometimes, sometimes not. But Alice, whenever you find that target of The Two Towers, you know, Find it Leg- Legolas style. When you find that target house. Alert! Alert! Approaching target. Swindlers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. Oh, a spoiler alert. The second stage of your journey is over. Another begins. <laughs> Let's just tie him up and leave him. You know the way to Mordor. The battle for Middle-earth is about to begin. Your friends are with you, Echo. Let's hope they lash the mic. So it begins. Let's watch it again. <laughs> so it <laughs> begins our roundtable, indeed. And to kick off our roundtable, we go to our, our memory mind melt synopsis of... The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Essentially, before we rewatch the movies or video games we cover, we share sort of our memories uh, and sort of merge them all into a memory mind meld. 
of a synopsis of the movie. And here is this one. We rejoin our hobbits on the adventure to return the One Ring, but mostly we battle for Helm's Deep. So Gandalf and the Balrog duel before going for a swim, while Aragorn, Legolas, Wink, and Gimli chase after the Urukai with Merry and Pippin. They're Wait, taking the hobbits to Isengard. What? Yes, Christy, what? That's a terrible sentence. Uh, talk to Paul about that. Meanwhile, the king of Rohan is controlled by a dark wizard advisor. Then Frodo and Sam are attacked by Golem and then make him their guide while war rages at Helm's Deep. There are also walking and talking trees. Sorry, Ents. Faramir lets the hobbits go while Magneto and Judge Dredd conquer Saruman's Uryx. <laughs> Judge Dredd? At Carl yes. Urban uh, go, goes on later to play Dread. Oh, cool. Dread, yeah. Um, some of that was right, but some of it, I'm surprised, <clears throat> was incepted. Uh, that the uh, Theoden, the King of Rohan, wasn't uh, controlled by a dark wizard advisor. He was sort of influenced by that spell of Saruman, but the advisor was Wormtongue, who isn't a dark wizard. No. Well, he casts spells. Everybody got that? He doesn't cast any spells. Yeah, he doesn't, Paul. He's under his spell. No, he's under Saruman's spell. Yeah, it's more Saruman's doing than Wormtongue's. Anyway, that's getting a little technical about the details of what happened in Lord of the Rings, the two towers. That's what we're Speaking here for. Speaking of te- technicals, though, let's talk about who was in this movie, mm. how it did the pock. Jeez, can Blar- I talk? Blar- Pox Blar- office. Blar- <laughs> how it did at the apocalypse. The apocalypse now. How it did at the box office. And uh, details like that. Paul, do you have that info? The Lord of the Rings, colon, The Two Towers, is rated PG-13, runs two hours and 59 minutes. The... We, we should say, edition. Yeah, we watched the extended edition. Yes, that came out technically in 2013. Get over Ooh, your bad self. <laughs> we cannot watch the theatrical version anymore. I'm sorry. Ever again. Ever. So does sorry. Not exist. Ever. <laughs> Go ahead, Paul. Continue. Just because it was nominated for Academy Award doesn't mean we're going to watch it. Anyway. <laughs> Just because they hadn't I, seen the director's cut yet. But. Yeah. Uh, the movie was released in theaters. The unextended edition was released in theaters on December 18th of 2002. It uh, was directed and starred most of the same people as The Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, and but. we covered The Fellowship of the Ring back in episode 105, so go to slash 105 to listen to our thoughts on that. Yes, it's and this movie starred uh, Sean Astin. Yeah, and he was... Oh, he played Samwise Gamgee, of course, and was Dave in Encino Man. Funny movie. In RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 67. Aw, Dave. Uh, <laughs> Elijah Wood. Uh, and he was Frodo. And he was also one of the kids in the Cafe 80s from Back to the Future 2, uh, from slash, which was RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 74. And Mr. Bean was in this movie. Sean Bean, not Mr. Bean. Who's uh, Mr. Bean? Oh my gosh, he played <laughs> Boromir and was one of the, and also played uh, 006 slash Janice in Goldeneye, which Janice? is isn't that what <laughs> I think that's his name uh, slash one hundred. 
Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah, he played uh, Gandalf, the gray and white. And he also played Magneto in X-Men, which we covered in Slash 111. And Hugo Weaving. And Hugo Weaving, yes. Uh, the agent himself, uh, but he played Elrond in this film. But he also played Agent Smith in The Matrix, which we just covered a couple weeks ago in Slash 133. All right. Budget of this film was about $94 million and grossed almost $1 billion worldwide. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, good job, Loter the Two Towers. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently there are almost a billion reasons to like this movie, but let's talk about some of the reasons we liked it, uh, and let's start with Christy. What's one thing you liked about Loter the Two Towers? Everything. Okay. Oh, that is the one thing. <laughs> <laughs> the one ring. No. Um. Oh, gosh. I don't even know where to start. The beginning. Let's How about that? start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. It is. <laughs> I think I really like Rohan as a kingdom because horses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. There you go. You mean that little village on the hill? Mm. Then well, all of a sudden populated entire no. mountain. But Paul, I mean, in the countryside, the two the two kids that ride on horseback, that's all Rohan. All those villages in the surrounding countryside. Well, they didn't make that clear to me. Well, that's not, that's not uh, our it fault. It was clear to us. Yep. Uh, well, I'm the idiot watching the movie. Okay, so. <laughs> so I was talking about horses. Yes, horses. <laughs> oh, sorry. You like horses. I, I didn't do. get that. That's an understatement. I okay. Um, I also really love... Uh, Aomer and Eowyn, and mm-hmm. if I could cosplay anyone, it would be Eowyn. Nice. That'd be, you'd look Eowyn beautiful. As or Galadriel, but I think I could pull off Eowyn a little bit better than Galadriel, although maybe Galadriel when she's going crazy. Anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about cosplay right now. <laughs> you can donate to my cosplay fund. No, Whoa. Um, <laughs> I don't i don't know i just like them i like the i like the set i like the the flags i like the wow this is the one thing that you liked it was the the horses the rohan not one thing i liked many things paul i'm only allowed to talk about a very few of them as per the rules so she's bullet pointing rapid firing all in this one gotcha I liked the characters. I the king annoyed me at times, but I don't understand where he was coming from. Did did you? But we're not talking about annoying things. What did you think about them uh, essentially taking uh, the uh, sort of a Viking esque culture and adapting it to a horse culture? What did you think of that yes. uh, amalgamation? I love it. I love how much they love their horses. I love mm-hmm. how all of them had personalities, and they came when whistled at. <laughs> Love their costumes. Is, and it, they didn't ride barrels, correct? Yeah. Most, is that I don't, a, most of them. Is that yeah. a possible thing to actually train a horse to come yes. at a whistle? Yes. yes. Wow, that's They so were cool. probably trained to come at a whistle. Mm-hmm. Awesome. On a mark, but well, they sure. were still Here trained boy. to come. And the horses that were gathered in a group there, I was on um, this watch around, I was 
when they circle Legolas, Aragorn, and Gimli, mm-hmm. that's very, very difficult to do with a lo- that many number of horses without having a few fights. At least you have to figure out who can stand by who. And I, I was definitely impressed with them all. And the and the big the spears work, that they yeah. have, the horses. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was. I was very impressed it with their, the the authenticity of their horsemanship. You you felt like they had a special relationship, and their horses were all m- sort of magical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. It wasn't really whistling, but on the topic of Rohan, the music, oh mm. my gosh. I love the, theme, yeah. the Rohan theme so much. Of all the Lord of the Rings themes, that's the one really? I'm most apt to just hum mm-hmm. at, at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. Yes. The uh, French horn. I have no memory of that. That's okay, unfortunate. <laughs> but no, yeah, seriously, it's, I'll have to revisit this. We just hummed it. Maybe time. it's in there. Maybe it's not. I don't yeah, know. It's beautiful violin a lot of the time and a French horn. Uh, yeah, it's it's just great. It's and, woven throughout the entire movie. Well, sure, and and the music. In fact, the music in the two towers overall is just so richly haunting. It, it definitely appeals to Shh, me in that way. Music. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, but that's that's <laughs> something I liked. Paul, what's something you liked about the two towers? I like the music too, even though you don't remember. It. <laughs> oh my gosh! I totally did that with me. Do I sing Do I? Do I? Okay, Paul, we get it. You're. Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, but seriously, oh uh, this has to do with the horses. I. I love the extended edition in this, not because like, oh, yay, it's longer, but (laughs) because there's actually like more plot in it. It's not just like extended scenes when like in a lot of films where they just have an extended edition. It's just, you know, same thing, only a little longer. They Mm -hmm. have plot points and and like when Aragorn. Aragorn released the horse at one point. It's that same horse that he released with that. That, is uh, the rescued him uh-huh. and I know in the yeah. in the theatrical edition there was a brief mention of that uh that Dr. Bones what's his name Carl uh, Urban Aramir. Yeah. yeah he was banished but in the extended edition you got the whole like uh the scene behind it of the actual written letter where he was banished and the whole scene that that played I haven't out. seen the theatrical version in so long yeah. that I don't remember that that's not in I there. I was about to say the right. same thing, yeah. So wow. if you have a chance there are it's there are many good reasons why to watch the extended edition over the uh the theatrical. theatrical. Yeah, totally. So yeah, if people are watching only the theatrical version, they may not get the experience that I got with the horses. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's so. like no horses in the theatrical. It's weird. Yeah, they're just riding on air. <laughs> Christy, what's someone else you liked? Oh, I have to do a shout out to my boy Legolas because I love him. <laughs> my boy? I was obsessed. So many pictures of him hung in my <laughs> college much. dorm room. Um, and this movie, much actually, his much. lines weren't terrible and he was funny. So it's cool. I, I like, I, I wasn't rolling my eyes we'll talk about that next year about 42 other things it doesn't count that's my accent <laughs> <laughs> my accent nervous system nervous system <laughs> yeah the relationship between Legolas and Gimli uh, and Aragorn too but the three of them together but Legolas and Gimli it's it's cute. I like it a lot. I yeah. think it's pretty special. They they I, definitely build on that in this movie. In fact I actually that could that 
could roll around into the relationship between the other characters, Sam and Frodo and mm. Merry and Pippin, uh, mm. Aragon and Arwen, but I mean, that's a love story, but Aragon and Eowyn, Eomir and Eowyn, Eomir and the king, um, Eomir and his men. The, for some reason, these relationships in this movie uh, all three of these were, are very, very special to watch develop because they go beyond what we see now in the 21st century with our social... I'm going to sound old and fuddy-duddy. <laughs> our social media... Get off my lawn. No, right? But the social media and the disconnect we have, um, also maybe it's just because I have small children so it's more difficult to deeply connect or maybe people are more feel- fearful and I just love to do deep connections. Mm. But... um the biggest standout to me is the male relationships, mm. how they're these really deep, really pure friendships, really mm. masculine, but um, but not distorted in a way that our society can distort relationships between mm. the same sexes now, where we're asking questions about their relationship rather than trusting the friendship or or enjoying that. I I mean, it's like, <laughs> why well, I, I don't know. It's it's a beautiful pure thing to watch develop in these movies and it's hope-filled and Christ-like, I, I guess, but hmm? go ahead. I can't do this, Sam. I know. By rights, we shouldn't even be here. Yeah, which is a funny line because in the books, they're not, they never go to Osgiliath. <laughs> and that's like a little nod to, that line's a little nod to that. That's funny. <laughs> oh, that we shouldn't even be here. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that is funny. But yeah, no, I, I appreciate it even more. Yeah, the relationships I think are you don't have to do that in a movie. You can like sometimes movies nowadays are just act, all action or all hey, Shakespeare. Or, How about a card chase once in a while? <laughs> God, never mind. I'm done. To no, be but, or not to be, not to be. <laughs> well, okay, so. Wow. The overall, the relationships and the relational dynamics was the thing you liked, Chrissy? Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I specifically was talking about my boy Legolas. Your boy Legolas, yes. Uh, What's something else, though, you like, Chrissy? Shadow Facts. Oh, sure. Shadow Facts brings tears to my eyes every time I see him. Um, What kind of horse is that? Fun fact. Probably an Andalusian. Andalusian. It's the Lone Ranger's horse. Uh, I don't know, though. I, uh, I don't know if he has... He might be the same horse that's in same kind of horses that are in Cavalia. Um, I, I think he's a Black Beauty, but an albino version. That's oh good. He's not gosh. albino because he's not doesn't have red eyes. Albino I was about to say that he does. He's not a vampire though, so oh maybe he's not. <laughs> what's happening right now, Paul? Fun fact: It wasn't. I, I think Ian McKellen probably sat on him. But anytime you see Ian McKellen, right, I don't know if they saddle. had a saddle, uh, like a pared down saddle. But that they they don't have the a shadow facts doesn't have a bridle on and mm-hmm. you can right. do that with a horse FYI for you those can. Of you, yes you can there is one moment where he has a, a white uh, and without a bridle there they, there's one moment where there's a white um, rope or a circle or like not a soft rope but like a a hard a hardened rope mm-hmm. around oh, like his, the elvish kind mm-hmm, around no around his neck. Uh-huh. Which you, uh, when you're really good at horsemanship, you can you you just bear back with the rope, and then you can use the rope if you need oh, to wow. to direct the horse. But mm-hmm. the person that was riding Shadowfax most of the time was um, Peter a, Jackson. No, go ahead. Was what? <sighs> I don't know the guy's name. It wasn't oh. Ian McKellen, but obviously because you have to be a superior, a superior horseman to ride Shadowfax without a bridle. 
and a saddle. Well, very cool. But Shadow Facts as a character. Oh, yeah. I, I love the it's whole... fantastic. Every time. I cry. Every time. I love the whole dynamic that J.R.R. Tolkien uh, put in these books of like sort of kings of beasts. Like you have Shadowfax as the king of all horses. You have the king of eagles in the Hobbit series. Uh, it's it's just a really cool concept that you have sort of, I mean, his, his pal Lewis uh, line was the king of all the all the animals everywhere in Narnia. Uh, but yeah, so very cool, Christy. Uh, something else I liked was... Uh, Let's see. Golem still looks Gollum. great to me. Yeah, Golem. Golem. Still looks great to me. I feel like the CG still holds up on him, and his performance, I think Andy Serkis's performance of him, really helps amplify the or sells the effect of this puppet slash CG character. And I just, I, I think, ah, man. I, though this time seeing it reminded me of, our kids way more. I was like, oh my gosh, you're such a toddler right now, Smeagol. <laughs> um, but uh, That's funny. Smeagol. <laughs> Not specifically that part. The that part was really part. sad. But no, no, just the like, I want it. And just, I, I don't know. I yeah. Just, they're, they're, I really liked it. <clears throat> give it to me. I'm good. Don't do that. I'll die. It just, just way overboard with the we drama. Swears. <laughs> we swears on on the precious. Yes. But I so I really appreciate Golem slash Andy Circus in this performance. I liked I liked Golem too. Smeagol. I mean mm-hmm. I like Smeagol over Golem. Well, yeah, but sure. I thought the the, the the camera work that they did to differentiate between the two and oh, totally, yes. the voices and mm-hmm. the facial expression and the boy's body's postured and yeah. I like him. And the way they blurred the character, the uh, the human character, sorry, the Hobbit characters, and to focus on the uh, Gollum, I, I, they did a lot of uh, pre whatever work on it that really paid off, and it made it look a lot more seamless. And I was really impressed by the camera work they they did integrating Gollum in with the reality there. Are you talking about how they would have Andy Serkis essentially do the moves with um, Sean Astin and Elijah Wood, and then I'm, they just would re- redo that scene with uh, Andy Serkis uh, not there? No, I'm talking oh. about how like they would focus on Gollum in the forefront, and uh, and Sean Astin and Elijah Wood would be blurry in the background, mm-hmm. but they would shoot them blurry first. So the prep work to, to oh, coordinate. I see what you're uh, saying. To go back and forth, oh, you know, it was like, okay, now oh, yes, gonna, yes, then yes. they're in focus and then they're not. You know, that that kind of camera Yeah, work. I didn't even think about that aspect of it. Yeah, right. wow. Good point. So there's a lot of planning that went into this that I, I think really helped uh, pull off the illusion. And and was that did that happen to be one of your likes? And if not, no. give us one of your other likes. <laughs> I thought... Um, there were a lot of interesting characters in this movie and especially in the extended edition, they go behind the scenes and they dive deeper into a lot of the, a lot of new characters were introduced mm-hmm. and instead of going like, Oh, all right, here's somebody else. What's this about? I found each, each backstory from each character interesting. And I, that's really hard to do, especially in a four hour movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And, Chrissy, did you have someone say that? Oh, okay. 
Christy, uh, I don't know if it was one of the characters or not, but was what's something else you liked? Um, I like a lot of no, just kidding. <laughs> everything again. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've established that, that specifically. The sound effects. Okay. Um, I <laughs> yes, thank you. I was noticing those. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe because the more you watch something and you're familiar with it, you start picking up on other things. But I was reminded of all the work that Peter Jackson put into the sound effects for the um, army and. Um, it sounded like he threw a dwarf. That's how good it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, I don't know, the war, especially, like all of those sound effects. I think one of the other things that I noticed was when, uh, like Gandalf, the white was introduced, you heard Saruman's voice. Christopher Lee's voice. Uh, yeah, there, over yeah. Ian McKellen's voice, and then back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then it slowly morphed into only Ian McKellen's voice during the speech that um, the King Theoden is making before he rides out one last time with Aragorn. Um, is it there? Or is it? When he's getting his armor on, he's talking, oh, and there's an echo or there's a whisper happening while he's talking. Hmm. Um, that is sort of eerie, and but it adds this weird dimension, like this. Yes, yeah, stop it, Paul. It's creepy in my ear. <laughs> it's almost as bad as mouth noises. Um, <laughs> um, it, it added a, it added a, another dimension to his voice and to his speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and an al- also another a sort of fog. It's felt like a, a, f- a voice, like a not not a voice like a fog, but it felt like a fog. Oh. I don't know. Why must there always it's be a fog jokes? Horror, not fog. Because <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Paul, oh. what's something else you liked? Uh, the dialogue I thought was excellently written uh, here and there throughout the movie. For example. Uh, when Frodo and Sam are are going along, he says, I don't think Gandalf meant for us to come this way. And the response is, he didn't mean for a lot of things to happen, but they did. Uh, so there's a lot of great lines. Like, I can't sell it like they did. That's why sure. they get paid the money, you know. But yeah. There's a lot of great lines in this film. Mm-hmm. The dialogue, yeah. One more thing I like before we get to our classic makers is, I mean... Two words. Helm's Jeep. Oh my goodness. Such they weren't supposed to go there. And they were supposed to go fight the <laughs> army. They're retreating like a coward would. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. But so go ahead. Fantastic. Talk about it. It was go good ahead. tactics when they're facing a uh, huge onslaught, potential onslaught of people to go behind a fortress where you have increased defensive stats being in the fortress. Uh, but yeah, I, the the way the battle played out, seeing just these 10,000 Uruks coming at you in the night and the rain is, oh my gosh, it just builds the tension well. And then you think, oh, things are going good. And then they explode the, the wall and the way that looks is amazing. Uh, I just, it was yeah. just everything happened so well. The only thing I, I wish that that I remember vividly in the books. And I was like, I, oh, I hope I do. I hope they do this moment. I hope they do this moment. And they don't. Is, oh. is Hopefully they'll do it in the TV series. Towards the end of the Helm's Deep battle, I forget which character says this, if it's uh, Legolas or Argorn or Gimli, 
they actually look out and they see that the sky is getting bluer and it's something to the effect of uh, the, the dawn is coming and the Uryx are are actually starting to fear that or something like that. that they why fear would th- they fear the blue sky? I, I don't they only really know. Well, Wait, why did you want to see that part? Because Aragorn does say something about it or Legolas does about how the dawn is no, he says the sky's red, the blood has been spilled no, tonight, but no, that's no, earlier. No, 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 Later in Helm's Deep, he says something about the dawn approaching, and then you hear the echo of Gandalf saying, look for me on the... On the- yeah, this, but that by that time, it's already well into it being the morning. It's not like right when it's turning blue. Yeah. What? Right at the cusp when you see, when you can tell that it's no longer black outside, there's that yeah, hint of the- blue in the sky. Yeah. It's, I'm talking about that moment. Okay. Um, anyway, during the initial sunrise. But overall, Helm's Deep loved Not it. Much? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Um, much now let's much. get to our classic <laughs> makers, the things we love the most about Loter, <laughs> the two towers. TT. TT. TTT. Paul, why don't you give us your classic maker first? Oh my gosh, the production quality. Yeah, the scenery, the long, you know, the long swoops, the uh, the the camera angles, the quality, the details of the the costumes, the they spared no expense at right at everything. It's mm-hmm. like some scenes I could see lesser directors get away with half the budget like he did they didn't have to go into that much detail and that much prep mm-hmm. but it looks amazing it does yeah i, I mean especially I agree. yeah especially not being cg like so well, i mean so, definitely they use cg but so much of it right. is practical and it's, it's right so looks so much more visceral that way some of the cg i could See, I, I'll time. I will be getting that to that later. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I I, I agree though. I was still I, I'm watching it and I was still like, wow, this is mm-hmm. wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> this yeah. is still beautiful. Totally. It's so pretty. Totally right, uh, Christy. What would you say is the prettiest? The thing that made you swoon? You're a classic maker for. That's a strange description for what I'm about to say. <laughs> okay. But okay. But fits Legolas so well. Yeah, that's well, true. He's my classic maker. The way Elijah Wood plays the slow seduction and decay the ring has on him. Oh, oh. that's good. Yeah, I yeah. So my thought was like, where is he going with this? <laughs> but it's the, that's an odd expression. Oh, the um, the I mean, Elijah Wood through the three movies plays this fantastically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fantastically, and it's a slow climb, but the but the way it roots him into his heart during this movie, and I noticed the the seduction of it, like the the way it seemed, like you would lust after your favorite food or sure. whatever, mm-hmm. it, and it makes it feel ugly and a little bit dirty and uh, like a little bit like this is uh, I feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I liked it. Because it gave that sense of pressure and heaviness that he must be feeling. Yeah. But he doesn't just keep it in that area. It's also the the addiction. You feel the addic- the addictive quality that mm-hmm. he, he's beginning to, the pressure of it that he's beginning to feel. And um, he doesn't do it with a lot of 
I mean, he does say it's getting heavier, and you're right. And there is some action that calls out to it, but he also, as an actor or the whoever wrote the script slash what they pulled from the books, I just think he did a really good job. Um, Definitely. It was really well done. Nice. Uh, my my classic maker actually involves uh, a bit more than all that, but it is just the amount of depth we see from the newer characters. I mean, Paul, you sort of spoke to um, getting to hear a lot of backstory of these new characters, right? Mm. Uh, and I just, there are these moments of introspection that you don't typically get in films like this, like Theoden wrestling with not being a better king. And like he says to Eowyn, I should have been, or not to Eowyn, he says to someone else, I should have been like uh, a father to her after her dad died. And the dynamic we see between Smeagol and and Golem and uh, Fair. Okay, so this is the, the kicker for me. Farmer's thoughtfulness over the man who was killed in the ambush and is he really like thinking i mean what got him here why is he is was he really bad to begin with just that questioning stuff like that you don't see that good guys wondering oh i wonder if this guy was really bad you don't see that in a lot of movies so i really appreciate those moments from this movie a lot yeah how'd they do that (laughs) <laughs> they no, gave seriously. they gave it like, time to breathe i think and I, maybe good source that material. is but there, there's a lot of like oh like the king of rohan is is not doing what he should be doing you know there's a lot and then there's the dwarf going like i don't care what you guys are talking about you know <laughs> he I belching mean, into but, his beard yeah yeah but to be able to pull off like you said there's a lot of there's not a, a lot of dialogue when it comes to uh, portraying what these characters are feeling as they are as things are being played out, but they do it really well. I do you think that has something to do with them filming all three in, at the same time? It could. There's no though that I know that made it hard, especially with this film, in terms of rewriting the script and getting things polished and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I mean that's the best way to do it. Positive and negatives, but you get these character arcs that are seamless and yeah. beautiful yeah. and well developed, and in yeah. I feel like that's one of the reasons why you get to have that happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, now that we've shared the things we like the most about Two Towers, it's time to get into the things we don't like so much. Oh, but wait, we have we like to go out to social media and ask uh, all you guys, all our listeners. Uh, what do you remember about the movies or video games we cover? And before we get to those, though, we have some live interaction here. Dale says, in terms of, here's what he remembers about the movie, uh, Brad Dourif in the movie. One of the first times I got to actually see him, aside from hearing his voice, him voice Chucky in the Child's Play movies, which I didn't really realize he was uh, the voice of Child's Play uh, until I was reading IMDb trivia. And um, he does say, though, though I rate the movie a classic, I felt The Two Towers was the weakest of the three films. So I got to go. Uh, See you all next show. Oh, bye, Dale. Sorry you had to go, and I didn't say bye. I think he's gone. Probably gone by now. But uh, thanks for stopping by and watching. And Katek, if you have any memories of The Two Towers, by all means, uh, drop those, and we can read them here. Drop them. Don't say them. Just drop them. Just drop them like they're hot. What? What? No, don't ever say that again. (laughs) 
Don't never say that don't, again. Right. No, don't ever say that again. But here is some of our uh, asynchronous feedback, as it were. What does that mean? What does it, that means it, w- it happened at a different time. It's not right live, essentially. That's oh, how sorry. I'm using it. I'm synchronous. so sorry. I just, bumped asynchronous. The micro- I just bumped the microphone really big, loud, bumpy noises. And it continues <laughs> to be prolonged. It's infamous. Yes, Ryan, exactly. That's you, where we were. Ryan R. Jackson says, I remember walking away from this one slightly disappointed because they deviated so far from the book. Oh, sh- I've gotten over that as the years went by. Good. I think my fave is the relationship development between Legolas and Gimli. Yay. Thank you, Ryan. I have such a soapbox when it comes to that. Stephen, Steve Hamilton, he left a funny uh, Golden Axe gif or a gif from the game Golden Axe. Uh, but he also said, I remember taking my girlfriend, now wife, to it, waiting in line on opening night in the freezing cold for 30 minutes. I was impressed by how it had a grand setting. Man, did I love me some Legolas. Yes. Uh, here's a question. If Disney owned the rights to do... No. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Continue. If Disney owned the rights, do you think they would have made a universe in a Marvel-esque way? Like having... A Legolas solo movie, so on and so forth. Oh, I thought he was going to say, would you prefer this 2D animated or 3D animated, like Pixar? And I was like, ooh, that's interesting. How about both? But, you know, apparently apparently, um, the rights for for Lord of the Rings uh, or Tolkien's universe have actually, for anything... Oh yeah, either they expired or I think Christopher Tolkien uh, decided to retire or just was done. Dumped it into public domain. I is it in public? No, it's not domain? public domain. Oh. It's owned by it's owned by oh, someone. Because it's well, but Amazon now, they, now, right? Yeah, Amazon is going to make a series? series and they can make pretty much whatever they want in the universe because right. they they have carte blanche now. So it will be interesting to see if we get these sort of side will movies Gandalf of certain characters my or packages from now on. <laughs> or like a loss. I thought you were going to say, "Will Gandalf be gay?" Two packages, <laughs> as often what? as I can spare them. <laughs> wow, I'm just going to sidestep that one, Paul. Uh, Eric Marcel <laughs> says, "Let's not draw any attention." To one ring move. to rule them all. Nathan, I thought James. that was established in the first movie. But well, that's right. what he remembers. That's fine. Okay. Nathan James Norman says, "I saw Fellowship of the Rings six times in the theater. The nice. first time I saw Two Towers, I was incredibly disappointed. Bummer. It felt like such a different film. In sub- subsequent viewings, and after the trilogy was completed, the Two Towers is my favorite of the three. Interesting. The, co- the climax of the Battle of Helm's Deep is one of the greatest visuals." Of Christ's triumphant return. <laughs> okay. The humans riding out to fight a battle they know they will lose. And then in the darkest moment, Gandalf appears with an army. Oh, yeah, I guess that is kind of like the Bible. Uh, the light overwhelms the army of darkness. Good triumphs. Um, because the only good thing is dumb. The, that I hate about the Helmsea battle is the one dude with the spear when they're like, retreat, retreat. And he's standing by the wall, jabbing at nothing. Every time I watch that movie, I see that. I don't think even, I've noticed I even that. saw it in the theater. I was like, that dude's jabbing at nothing. He was told to jab at nothing. I know. It was the post people that failed. I yeah, know. I'm not. It's not the dude's fault. But there's there's nothing to be jabbed at. And then another dude looks and then looks again as always looking like, there's a bad guy following me. Maybe it's one of those me. kids that they conscript uh, to... 
Did you yeah. have it? Nothing. Well, maybe they don't, they're not in bowels. They don't know what to do. I don't know. Okay. Whatever. Uh, the air is attacking me. Going on. Oh, and by the way, thank you, Eric and Nathan. Uh, moving on. Uh, and Steve, if I didn't thank you. Anyway, Andrew Simpson also left a gif uh, of their they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. So thank you, Andrew. Yes. Okay. Diego says, could you? Oh, my gosh. Paul. And turn you down. Uh, Diego said, pretty epic battle sequence at Helm's Deep. This is a good background. Music. Uh, cater, cater to five, cater tot five, uh, says Legolas surfing down the stairs on a shield, clearly. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then Christopher Ballas says, once I watch them, I remember stuff. Not seen them enough to make this film stand out to me among the other siblings. Uh, oh. Sorry, Christopher, you are no longer welcome. <laughs> you are very call. welcome, Christopher. <coughs> he has his own battles to deal with. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so, sure he's never heard that joke before. Uh, uh, and it won't be the last. Thank you, everyone, sure of that. for leaving your feedback. Uh, it's always awesome hearing what you remember about the movies and video video games we cover. But now it's time for the not-so-fun part where we talk about the things we didn't like about The Two Towers. And I'm going to start us off here. I sort of teased it before. But there's some glaringly CG, I'm CG yeah. uh, shots in this movie. So the ones that come, that stood out to me were, and I, I remember this being way better, but the Balrog, yeah. Gandalf opening... Yeah. It yeah, seems I so totally CG, both Gandalf and... Yeah, but in the Gandalf theater, I don't the remember it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know, I remember yeah. it being like, amazing. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, seeing it now, you're like, oh, well, that's all right. Good yeah. job, guys. <laughs> um, now, however, tried. back yeah. in the theater, these two moments still bothered me, even when I first watched it. I remember thinking, why did they make Sauron's... I look so much worse. It looks so much better in the fellowship with like actual flames. Here is like CG fire. It looks very odd. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. And so I was always confused about that. I'm like, I hope they fix that by return. And they don't. But uh but yeah. It just was, keeps getting worse. You're not allowed to say the next one. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Uh well, spoilers for Return of the King. Maybe no, it's no, getting no, 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 no. I mean, you're not allowed to say your next d- d- reason why you didn't like the CG. Yeah, I am. No, uh, you're, not. Uh, how you're not allowed to Legolas play. Legolas mounts the horse during the war. That's my He goes oh, the wrong yeah. direction. No, yes. he doesn't on purpose. No yes. It, he does an that elf. on purpose. He does it on purpose. What? He's an elf. But, I thought it was amazing. Like, how did they... He was blurry like the rest of them were blurry. How did they do that? But why would you mount the horse that way? When no human you mounts the horse that way. But he, it's, he almost starts going the way you yes. expect, then goes back the other way. Yes, that, because yes. he's an elf, not a human. But you why? Have, because why? he's Even an elf, because, because you can. Because you can. <laughs> because you're an I elf and you can. I do that. You ever walk backwards sometimes? <laughs> why do you do that? <laughs> In the heat of battle, Paul? Yeah. Because he's an elf. That's the only way that it explains it and then it's It okay. always bothered me. No, oh, it didn't. It was It's a plus for me. Fine. Yeah, guys. I thought it was amazing. Every time I'm like, All right. Yes. Ah. So do you also hate do- it when he runs up the Oliphant's nose? No, that's fine. That looks great. No, people don't do that. <laughs> You don't run up Oliphant's nose. It made sense. No, it made they go sense. up on the side of the no. They don't run up the trunk. They ask for the elephant to lay down before they climb up it. Yeah. <laughs> Christy, what's something you don't like? Your dislike? Ah. Not <laughs> eligible. What's something you don't like about the movie? Okay, <clears throat> I thought Andy Serkis did a fantastic job. 
Oh, I thought that that's a like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're not on that. I thought the Ents did a fantastic job. But oh, those, I'm, I'm sensing someone isn't doing a fantastic job. Those mouth noises oh. for both those characters just get so disgusting to me. Oh, what did you say? Like, it, it takes so long to say Never something in back. And I'm just like, <laughs> stop talking. But I, that's good, right? Because you're supposed to be annoyed. Many of What's traitorous, precious? Friends. I thought that those were really well done. I'm not knocking the talent. I have a weird thing for voices. And I thought that much of Andy Serkis's performance for both Smeagol and Gollum is fantastic. I get that that's his voice. Don't rag on me about it. I just, every once in a while, I'm like, okay, enough of your weird spittle voice. Can you go away now, please? Yes. Just mildly irritating. All right. That's fair. Wait, Paul, was that my tragic some, maker? I hope I not. <laughs> Paul, what's something, that, what's something you didn't like about Two Towers? Uh, something that I didn't <laughs> like watching this, and this is because I haven't seen, I haven't read the books. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it very often. But And I think I this was my dislike in The Fellowship. But oh. The main guy's name, the main bad guy's name is Saruman. And well, though the main main is Saruman. Yes. Saruman, and the white wizard is, is Saruman. Yeah. So when they keep talking about him, I get confused. Who is who? Saruman so is this, the man, and yes. Saruman is the yes. Oh, I, I finally know. figured that out this watching. Oh, good job. Kudos so, to you. By the end, I was like, Saruman is Sauron's man. Okay. They should have seen that coming. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so it's more a dislike on Tolkien, which Peter Jackson, you know. Oh, boom. Paul's bringing out the big guns. Yeah. Peter Jackson, you know, kept true, which uh, is a big, confusing, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just stop it. Yeah, and what are you watching right now? <laughs> oh, that, why are we doing this one now? Potatoes. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Everyone dance. Okay, okay, let's be done. Let's continue. <laughs> One more thing I didn't like before we get to our tragic makers is most of the time, most of the time when we're following the Frodo Sam Golem story or the Treebeard Mary Pippin story, I was actually getting a bit bored. I just wanted to go back oh, to yeah. uh, to Thank Argorn, you. Legolas, and Gimli and well, it Theoden. Moved so and slow. Yes, it's an extended edition, but it didn't have to be that extended. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> Do you agree with me so much that that's your tragic maker, Paul? Uh no oh okay but I do agree it's 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 so close it almost was all right okay well I think you know with that let's go ahead and get into those class into those tragic makers Paul why don't you kick us off okay and I didn't really notice this until this time around but uh, when they're all preparing at Helm's Deep at night right and it's raining and stuff Uh and all of a sudden they switch to the city of Boromir's brother. And it's light time. It's it's light outside. Yeah. And I'm like, 
I I saw the map. This is this is flat Middle Earth. It isn't round <laughs> Middle Earth. Um, and it kept switching back before day night. I'm like, oh, is Re- it the next wait, day? It did. I yeah. I only noticed it like when they went to Osgiliath, it was light, and then when they went back to Helm's Deep, I thought it was light then. No, it was, it was dark. Oh, okay. I, I mean, by eventually, you know, they both synced up, but it, it, for a while there, it was back and forth. And well, in the books, they are out of sync. I mean, you get in the books, in fact, you get the whole Legolas, Argorn, Gimli story. That whole sequence is like the first half of the book. And then mm. the second half is all the Frodo Sam. Well, I'm glad they didn't do that here because it keeps things more interesting. Oh, definitely. Yes. But um, you get this time issue. Yeah. yeah Yes, yes. Uh, But that was your tragic maker? Yes, it doesn't make sense. Okay. That's what this movie... This movie doesn't make sense. Christy? Sauron or Saruman? What was your tragic maker, Christy? Um, Unfortunately, I said it. Oh, really? (laughs) I didn't read my notes properly. The mouth noises is my tragic maker. The awkward CG moments was my dislike, but Ah, I forgot that I was... no worries. Sorry. That's fine. No worries at all. Well, then I know I'll cap us off with the thing I hate the most. Nothing. Uh, this was Paul, the and this thing. actually flies in the face of some one of Paul's likes. But oh yeah, bring it. When compared to the dialogue in the Fellowship, which mm. even the to me in Fellowship the exposition even felt natural. Several instances of dialogue in Two Towers just felt forced. I mean, some of Legolas's lines, some of the other characters' lines just felt like they were like, uh, you know what, uh, Peter Jackson and Philip and Philip uh, Bowen? John Philip Sousa? No, just the other two writers. Uh, no. Fran Walsh and Tolkien. Philip Bowen? I'm Whatever. It's like they just ran out of time. They, they didn't have time to polish it and make it feel either natural or make it feel tighter and that was really unfortunate. I, I I didn't notice that way back when I first watched it, but this time I was definitely feeling like, uh, that line's like, uh, just like it was just sort of thrown in there to just keep things going and it was needed to get across something. But, but uh, or we don't have time to, to show this, so we have to tell because we, we were running out of time. It uh, seemed rushed, the extended edition or something? No, it didn't feel rushed, but I feel like they almost would have had to do even more stuff or show even more if they didn't want to have these bits of dialogue that were just sort of felt forced to me. So that's that the thing that So that they didn't me. make it a five-hour instead. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand better. Okay, you know, show, don't tell, right? Oh, you yeah, know that yes, concept. Yeah. Yes. I felt some of the dialogue was telling us because they didn't have, to, they didn't want to take the time to show us because it's already oh. as long as it was. I thought it was great that they did that at the beginning, where they were telling us and showing us like what happened to um, I get, uh, yes. Gandalf. I, so that's great. So that's you're saying they didn't what, do that enough? No, what, no. I mean, kind Sorry. of. I didn't like all of the dialogue. I felt like the dialogue in Fellowship. And what I remember from Return of the King was better. I'll leave it at that. Um, but that was my sorry. tragic You're You should be sorry. Did the dialogue were... not make sense? Kind of like me with the Sauron and Saruman? <laughs> it kind of didn't make sense. It wasn't that. It made sense. Uh, I just felt it wasn't as polished as it could have been. Okay. With all that, though, wow. We've entered all our targeting information into the firing computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. 
Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Okay, guys. How do we rate The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers? A classic. We'd recommend anyone go out and watch this movie, whether or not you've seen it before. Though we, I think we'll go ahead and stipulate that you should watch Fellowship first. Don't watch this mm-hmm. as like a solo experience. Don't do what I did and read The Two Towers first. Oh, <laughs> Don't no. do that. Don't do that. Uh, yeah, watch Fellowship first. Uh, so we, we're assuming in these reigns that you've watched Fellowship first. Anyway, uh, a classic. We'd recommend anyone go out and see this movie. A nostalgic. It's only worth... Rewatching if you remember liking it, uh, but not worth your time if you've never seen it. Or a tragic, it's worth no one's time. Leave good memories intact, don't sully them, and don't seek this out if you've never seen it before. Let's begin with our guest, Christy. How do you rate The Two Towers? Classic. Classic from Christy. I'll always love these movies. They hold a special place in my heart. Well, Paul, how about you? You know, this extended edition, I didn't realize, was four hours long. So I was getting really sleepy, mm-hmm. and and it, it didn't hold my attention as well as the other movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say uh, tragic, because it just didn't <gasps> what? hold my attention. Yeah, you know, that's you've been doing that. You've been saying, oh, I've been falling asleep, doesn't okay. hold my attention, wow. so it's a tragic I, But to usually me. you... Base your stuff on like cultural. You're right. Elements. I can't rate this a tragedy, okay. but <laughs> I was just exp- I was just showing folks what it's like to do a podcast with Francisco, who rates classic movies a tragic just because they're long and he falls asleep. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know, dude. Francisco you, falls asleep anytime after eight o'clock, which is the only time we have to watch a movie. Not all the time. You you were all like this. <laughs> what? How dare you? <laughs> So anyway, yes, I rate this a classic, but okay. definitely watch the first. Okay. You know, it, it is it is interesting. I've talked to people who've seen this movie without seeing The Fellowship oh, really? and they they still enjoyed it. So oh, it does what? have a it it I it's probably good enough to watch on your own, but I definitely recommend not doing it that it way. It does start off sort of a- way more actiony than Well, yes. no, I mean the prologue is kind of actiony in The Fellowship with that whole but no, battle. This one I I agree. This one does start off with more action. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, you may as you may think I'm going to rate this a tragic just because I did fall asleep a couple times. What? Yeah. I, I not is not less falling asleep as opposed to just I would nod off every so often. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed watching it again, but it was. It was a bit longish, and I w- did well, get. You did see it. It's I did the extended get, edition. I understand of course that. It's okay, long. let me let me rephrase. There were parts oh of it, like gosh. the storylines I talked about, that were like, oh, let's just get on to the next thing. I felt like uh, I'm not really digging this right now. Uh, so you know what? I'm actually gonna rate this a nostalgic, guys. I seriously, I think wait, it's what? Worth rewatching. I'm sorry. We know. need to have marriage counseling about this. <laughs> And I mean, it, it's it's hard because Fellowship is my my favorite of the three, and I'll, I will say this. But I will say this: Two right, Towers. When Two Towers is great, I'd say it's almost better than any of the other ones. It is. It is some of like the like the music, for instance, some of the battle scenes. When it's running on all cylinders, I'd say it could be the best. But when it's when it's 
slipping gears, missing gears. I don't know. I'm you not a car have, guy. You have to have that information to move the story along. Like you can't it, take that true, out. Also, true. you watched the extended edition. Yeah, and I, all I'm saying is, <clears throat> for whatever reason, I felt like it was. We need not, to have, it we need to have too, some therapy over this. I'm serious. I wouldn't say it was too we long, but the pacing just didn't wasn't as good as I was hoping it would be, I suppose. And some of the dialogue wasn't as good as I would like. So nostalgic for me, marriage counseling in the next, next part of the episode. Apparently, I mean, I, I still love these movies. I, I would probably I'm really recommend them. Right okay. Well, I'm sorry. I made you sad. I was about to say, Oh my gosh, you're still trying to dig out your, your <laughs> hole. This, you're in it, buddy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm in that big pit in Isengard where they make all the Uruk's weapons. You know, just break the dam and have it fill with water and everything will go back to... There we go. I thought that was cool to use, uh, you know, nature versus man and have nature oh, win. Oh, totally. That was, yeah. That was good. It definitely is a good message, I would say, for the most part. Yes. Yeah. With that, the Retro Rewind podcast would rate... The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, a disputed classic movie. We'd recommend you go out and see this post-haste. <laughs> now, though, it's time to get back to our own time. Good old 2017. Uh, Alice, will you please bring up the commsats as we head back to 2017. Comsats online. Receiving incoming transmission. <laughs> Okay, first off, announcements, announcements, announcements. You can go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote and actually help uh, us, help us decide, actually decide for us the movies you want us to cover. Yeah, if you, this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, definitely go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote. And there you get to vote. You get one vote per movie. There's a list of 15 movies there. And you just vote up the movies you want us to cover sooner and down the ones you don't want us to cover. If we were to close voting today, we're not going to be closing voting until uh, later in January 2018. But if you w- if we were to close voting, you would be getting Star Wars Episode One, uh, 2002's Spider-Man, Legend, L- Lady and the Tramp, and The Jungle Book. Legend? The animated Jungle Book. Yes, it's the Tom Cruise unicorn movie. <gasps> All right. <laughs> the one you would, would you say you caught it at 2 a.m. once and then would try to catch it whenever it was on? Okay, yeah. Yep. Um, Unicorns and Tom Cruise. I was like, hello. So what movie is this? If, if those sound appealing to you, continue voting them up. Now I'm hungry. I want some apples. <laughs> what? Boil oh, them, mash them, stick them in a stew. It's appealing. Oh, my God. Well, there's like, there is an apple, I think. No, no, it's a ring. Never mind. Apples. Get on with it, Francisco. You can also go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store if you'd like to buy one of our awesome t-shirts, hoodies. There's We have our uh, sort of logo, the one you see at the top of our website there. We Lo- have logo loss. a cool RRP uh, zip-up hoodie. And we also have I Hate White Text on Black Background t-shirt, an homage to our the one and only Paul the Master Interrupter Powers is also Thank available there. <laughs> uh, we don't have any uh, direct feedback this time. 
but if you'd like to leave us feedback on this episode or any other, the best places to do it are on in the comments section below on this post, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 137, and in our Facebook group, uh, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash group. Slash group. <laughs> yeah, I not, am Groot. Not to group. be confused with I am Groot. Uh, we have just about reached our last nav point and the end oh, of the yeah. episode. If you are new to the show, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening this far. Uh, I hope we entertained you in some capacity. Uh, and if we did, subscribe to the show. It doesn't cost you anything, maybe like a minute of your time. I mean, wait, wait. <laughs> Okay, maybe, maybe more if you're using... It depends on your podcatcher, really. So maybe it does take you... A bit more. I know iTunes is super slow to load up sometimes, so maybe it's, it'll take you a good 10 minutes. Which oh, I thought you meant listening, not downloading. It. No, just to hit subscribe. Oh, to hit, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, listen to this two-hour podcast in the span yeah. of 10 seconds. You can go through our entire catalog in under 60 seconds. Wow. But yes, you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or any podcatcher you like. And if you're whether or not you're new or you've been listening for a while, please consider becoming one of our patrons. It helps uh, support you support the show financially and you help us to grow and create more and better content. Uh, we right now, anyone who has, who is a patron at patron on at any level. Whoa. <laughs> I was about to say, you may want to say that again. What? No, <laughs> A patronet, for instance, a patron at any level will get access to our entire catalog of bonus stage content, which includes uh, movie commentaries we've done, um, some contemporary movie reviews. We're currently doing movie and theology discussions, which is a lot of fun. If you would like to help support the show and get that extra content, consider becoming one of our patrons. And thank you to all our current patrons your support really makes a big difference, and it really means a lot. Indeed. With that, we have reached Nav Point Omega. Paul, do you have any intel on our next mission? Why, I do. Next time, we'll be going back to the year 1998 for the movie Ever After, A Cinderella Story. Oh, very So if nice. you want to share your memories about that I awful that movie. You no, I'm probably joking. already have, actually, <laughs> since we already recorded and got memories for that prior. Anyway, uh, if you want to talk to us about anything, you can contact us at Retro Rewind Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitch and Mixer as well. Also, check out our videos of game streams and pod trailers on YouTube.com where you can hear us yawn on the podcast. Or uh, even in some of our videos. And if you want to find me, Paul J. Powers, you can go to pauljpowers.com where I have all my social media links. Hit me up. Say hi. Thank you so much, Paul, for being an awesome friend, awesome co-host. And yeah, it's so great doing the show with you. Oh, thank you. It's great doing the show with you, too. Oh, thank you. Let's pat each other on the back. No, no, thank you. And also a big thank you to, she's been here pretty much since the first episode, even though episode zero. Thank you so much, Christy, for being on the show again. Where can people find you online? And is there anything you'd like to promote? 
How do you get past level 70 in Candy Crush? I'm just Whoa. Kidding. I'm just kidding. Isn't it called something else? Like yeah, Soda Crush. Crush or, oh, Soda um, Crush. I'm just messing around. I don't need to know that information. Sweet. Exactly. Divide. My phone. Why are Three people texting me at 945? Because they love you? It's probably about work. Um, You can find me on whatever however you want to talk to francisco nobody wants to know my name's christy ruiz look for me on facebook if you care or chris Nitz on instagram i don't know <laughs> uh if you can't find me then just ask francisco he kind of knows where i am most of the time mostly and i don't have daddy where's mom to promote. <laughs> she's asleep well, thank you so much, Christy, for taking the time to do this and uh, sharing your memories and your likes and dislikes of the two towers. It is awesome having you. Mm-hmm. You can find me, Francisco, on Twitter. I'm at FXRUIZX. I'm also on Instagram at that same handle. And I want to promote my services as a web and graphic designer. Check out my portfolio at FXRDesign.com and if you'd like me to make some awesome pixel art for you, I can uh, turn a, maybe a photo you have of yourself or a, a logo or an illustration into uh, like a 16-bit or an 8-bit pixel art form. I'd love to work with you. Go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr, and that'll redirect you to my Fiverr page with all my gigs there. But I definitely want to say a big the thank you to our <laughs> listeners. They won't get that because... <laughs> Well, if you're a patron and listen to the pre-show, you definitely get that. All right. So uh, become a patron, people. Yes. It only costs a dollar. Indeed. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And we <laughs> pray that you're much more joyful having pressed play to this uh, and listening to this episode than you were when you first started. And hopefully you have an awesome rest of your day or night whenever you happen to be listening to this. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget that you can find us on the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com and catch us on the Christian Geek Central Network at christiangeekcentral.com. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Is this how we're ending it, Paul? The Battle of Helm's Deep is over. But the battle for Middle Earth is about to begin. On the next episode of the Retro Rewind <laughs> Podcast. You mean next, next year on the Retro yeah, Rewind Podcast. Exactly. But until then... Oh, you could end with that. You want me to replay that last part? No, okay, never. <laughs>